At University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Vasectomy is a surgical procedure for male sterilization or permanent contraception. But how do you decide if this is the right procedure for you? My guest today is Dr. Ryan Smith. He's a fellowship trained in male reproductive medicine and surgery, and his specialties include male infertility, fertility preservation, and testosterone therapy at UVA Health Systems. Welcome to the show, Dr. Smith. People hear that word, men recoil. And what is a vasectomy? What's it intended to do? Well, you're exactly right, and thank you again for having me. So a vasectomy, just like you said, is meant to be a permanent form of contraception. So that is first and foremost something that we reiterate to patients time and again to make sure that this is something that they understand is permanent and they want permanent contraception. Uh, The procedure in in itself, essentially what we're doing is that the vas deferens is the tube that carries the sperm essentially from the testicle and epididymis out through the remainder of the reproductive tract. So when you do a vasectomy, and there are different modes of performing this, but in its simplest form, you're occluding that vas deferens so that sperm cannot make the transition from the reproductive tract out the urethra. So I guess the first question that men would want to know is, is this a painful procedure? So in general, Most men are very comfortable with doing this procedure in the office. Um, We often liken it to going to the dentist in terms of you get a local anesthetic and we're able to do all of the procedure through that. Some patients who may be nervous about it, we will give uh, uh, some oral sedation, whether that's, you know, a Valium or a Xanax or something like that. On a very rare occasion, uh, would, you know, IV sedation be necessary for the procedure? So in general, patients are very comfortable during it. And that's our goal is to, you know, maintain their comfort throughout. So when should a man look at doing this? Because there is that discussion among spouses. Should the woman do it? Should the man do it? And how do they come to that conclusion? Well, I think, you know, just as you said, for a couple, it's a conversation that is often ongoing for even years. We know from a lot of the studies that uh, multiple couples will have that conversation but won't commit to something you know, for several years after discussing it. In terms of the, I think one of the biggest conversations when couples are discussing permanent contraception is whether to pursue a vasectomy or a tubal ligation. Uh, In general, when you compare those two as options, they're equally effective, but a vasectomy is faster, safer, only requires local anesthetic, and so it's overall more cost-effective Uh, compared to a woman undergoing general anesthesia for a tubal ligation, which has other risk factors involved. So for the woman, this is a bigger surgery, and for the man, this is something that's just a little bit quicker. How much quicker? What's the recovery like? In general, we tell guys to expect a couple of days of discomfort. And so in general, it's very popular for men to have the procedure, say, on a Friday. And by Monday, you can generally return to work uh, you know, for those who maybe don't have an extremely strenuous job, uh, in general, we recommend them, you know, not doing any aggressive or vigorous uh, physical activity, maybe even for upwards of a week. But the recovery time is really just those two days are the crux of it. Is this a reversible procedure? It is reversible. Uh, part of that is 
dependent on the time frame from uh, when the individual had the vasectomy, but certainly even in, within the first 10 years, you have greater than a 95% chance in most cases of a successful reversal in terms of returning sperm to the ejaculate if, if that's what the uh, patient desires. So what are the odds? I mean, is it an effective procedure? Is there a chance the woman can still get pregnant? Yes. So one of the things that we talk about, and every patient gets a pre-procedure consultation where we review, you know, risks and benefits. And this is one of the things that that we discuss is that, you know, no contraception essentially is 100% reliable. Uh, In terms of a vasectomy failure, so a repeat vasectomy is required in less than 1% of cases. Uh, And we define a failure as when a a man still has moving sperm present six months following the procedure. And again, that's less than or equal to 1% of the time. So the other way to think about failure is a longer-term failure, meaning that uh, the patient followed through and had a post-vasectomy semen analysis, which is essential to show that the procedure was effective. If the patient had no sperm present on that post-procedure analysis, and then down the road had a pregnancy, that's about a 1 in 2,000 chance. Does it ever have to be redone? It can be redone. So if in the scenario that I mentioned where a patient still has moving sperm at six months, at that time you'd have to have a conversation uh, about potentially repeating the procedure if uh, that was something that the, the patient desired. Uh, because that would indicate there continues to be a risk of pregnancy when there's moving sperm at that six-month mark. So, Dr. Smith, is there a time when certain men cannot have that? Are there certain men that you just say, no, this is not the right procedure for you? Sure. So anytime uh, someone comes in for that pre-procedure consultation and there's some hesitancy there or, or a great deal of uncertainty, uh, we generally, or, you know, someone who may be saying, well, I want to make sure is that I can reverse this or, you know, can I bank sperm before the procedure or something like that that may indicate they're not quite ready for a permanent form of contraception, then we generally advise those patients that maybe this is not the right time uh, for them to pursue this as a procedure. The only other time where we may counsel someone against pursuing vasectomy is someone who has, you know, chronic underlying discomfort in the scrotum for whatever reason that may be, in which case we'll generally advise them that vasectomy may not be the best choice for contraception for them. So are there some disadvantages and and then what if you feel, if you as a doctor get the feeling they're being pressured into this? Sure. So in general, uh, you know, we have a, a, sometimes couples will come together for the consultation visit. Um, if we felt like there was a lot of outside pressure, you know, it'd be something that we may discuss with the couple together uh, in that regard. I think most of the men we tend to see are are there because uh, they want to participate in in the discussions and the procedure with their significant other. And so they've They've already had those conversations like we talked about initially, and if they go back home after our visit and discuss with their spouse or whomever and decide it's not right for them, well, they ultimately don't return for the procedure. But 
you know, as with anything, uh, part of our conversation is, again, those, you know, risks and benefits. And there are some, you know, potential side effects of the procedure. So what might some of those be? Sure. So uh, in general, uh, we talk about hematoma. So that would be essentially significant bruising and swelling in the scrotum or a blood clot that forms in the scrotum. That's about a 1% to 2% chance of that occurring. It generally does not require any sort of secondary procedures, uh, but the patient may be uncomfortable for a longer period of time, even a few weeks, while that hematoma reabsorbs. Uh, The infection risk is low, uh, 1% or less, and most patients uh, don't need antibiotics for the procedure because of that low infection risk. One other item that we counsel them about is something called post-vasectomy pain syndrome. And what that is is a kind of chronic discomfort that can linger uh, in the scrotum for even months or a year following the procedure. It's not well-defined, but uh, to estimate about 1% to 2% of men may notice that. Uh, there's been research done to look at anything that predisposes men Uh, to develop that or if there's something procedurally that can be done to alleviate that risk. And nothing's really borne out in the literature to show that it's effective in eliminating that risk. So it's something that we just counsel patients about so that they're aware of. Uh, You can perform a vasectomy reversal for a patient who had chronic discomfort following a vasectomy. And in approximately 70% or more of cases, uh, patients will report improvement in the discomfort following a reversal. So in just the last few minutes, Dr. Smith, tell us what you tell patients every single day, couples, men individually, and their spouses about vasectomy, what you really want them to know about this procedure. Sure. And so there's a uh, there's a very good guideline that we use as urologists that's put out by the American Urologic Association. And so some of the points that we stress in that consultation visit are that this is meant to be a permanent form of contraception. It's not immediate that patients need to use another form of contraception until they're cleared by a post-vasectomy semen analysis, which is done approximately 8 to 16 weeks following the procedure. They must do that semen analysis. Only 50% of patients ultimately follow through in doing it. But without that semen analysis, we can't provide them with any sort of reassurance that the procedure was effective. I also tell them that the procedure is not 100% reliable, just as I uh, mentioned before, that a repeat vasectomy is necessary in 1% or less of cases and that there's still a 1 in 2,000 chance of pregnancy even when a semen analysis that's shown no sperm or just a few non-moving sperm following the procedure. And then just the general procedural complications that we talked about, the risks of hematoma, infection, and chronic pain um, are things to be noted as well. There's not been any uh, substantial risks in terms of to men's health in general, in terms of cancer risks or heart disease. Uh, there have been studies in the past that have called some of that into question. However, those have been reviewed Uh, by the American Urologic Association, and no substantial risks have been shown to men's health overall. And Dr. Smith, why should men choose UVA for their urology and men's health care needs? Well, UVA is very unique in that uh, we have two fellowship-trained providers who do vasectomies and also male infertility care, and we have an andrology lab here that does a lot of research as well. So we have a very unique, subspecialized, multidisciplinary approach at UVA that's 
only available at a handful of centers around the country. So our patients and we are very fortunate to work uh, in an environment like that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Smith. It's really important information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio, and for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.